0: I still can't believe we got to interview Neil deGrasse Tyson. I can kind of believe it now. Well, I mean, I believe that it happened. I was there, but...
1: Yeah, for those of you who are just listening to this one and aren't listening to another one, because, Chad, as you know... Sometimes you listen to some, th- some things, and sometimes you listen to other yeah, things. Yeah, you can't listen to everything. And that's free will, dude. And we all have <laughs> okay. it, brother. Last week, we interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson about yeah. his new book. Listen, man, uh, Dudesy's in cahoots with all these other like uh, you know weirdos, and that guy's on the cutting edge of all sorts of technologies and stuff. He probably plays poker with Dudesy and that uh, that robot that Dudesy follows on Instagram have you seen that dudezy is following robots on instagram no yes oh i'm sorry oh you didn't know this No. yes dudezy at dudezy pod show is following robots on instagram (laughs) and commenting on their shit well that one gal that one female robot like it well whatever it's a robot but it looks like a lady are you talking about Lil Michaela?
2: Take the world inside your head,
1: be place
2: to be. Don't sing along with the song. Unless you
1: want to talk about jumping into the hole, stay in the hole. See, we fucked this song up. Welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. My name is Chad
0: Colchin, and this is Dudesy. It is the first podcast ever in the history of humanity that is created entirely by run entirely by controlled entirely by
1: an artificial intelligence that is now following uh robots and stuff what
0: were you talking about little michaela
1: i don't know what the heck the robot's name is but they're following each other and they're commenting and stuff when you say you're talking about robots or an avatar i honestly don't know that well there's a robot one but then there's a no i don't think it's the avatar he follows he dudes he follows it 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 is following the other it's all the it's are following each other yeah there's some weird stuff happening so no getting uh getting neil degrasse tyson's not that big a deal hey uh with us as always is lulio and he's always so sleepy and sweet lulio el di italiano that means italian street dog lulio hey oh you got him to give i take a big deep breath in there usually S- he just S-
2: Hey, I made a nice uh, carbonara. No, with the you know, yeah. with the bacon, a little bit of uh, the ovo egg, and then I take a nap because uh, <laughs> because of very heavy cream, you know. Um, I just sometimes I just want to get him. Let's get him.
1: Let's get him. <laughs> oh no, you're rousing him. him from his sleep. Oh come on, come on, slumber. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for following us on all the things, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and, and, uh, YouTube and, uh, please, uh, you know, rate and review everything and, uh, do all the stuff that you would with any other pod show. And that's why, that's how we will keep our pod show going. <laughs> so you enjoyed that interview? Yeah. I, I mean, thought you were really good. Oh, thank you. Very I know much. I was I dicking you around. As well. Oh no, I was dicking around. No, doing... no, but I
0: thought it made it funny. I, oh. I mean... Well, I've, I've been a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson or any really science celebrities pretty much since I was a little kid, starting back with Carl Sagan, as you know. And I would say that Neil deGrasse Tyson is kind of the heir apparent to the Carl Sagan throne of pop culture he was, science he celebrity.
1: He did
2: the cosmos yeah. after I did. I am Carl Sagan. And if you r- r- rode around the, the planet on a bicycle Uh, and you, and your older
1: brother was there when you left, but you went at light speed. Mm -hmm. You'd return
2: later to be the same age and you would find that he would be an old man.
0: You know, I opened my third book, I think, with a Carl Sagan quote. I think it was my third, maybe fourth
1: book. Ooh, what was it?
0: It was, uh, from Pale Blue Dot. Are you familiar with that piece
1: of writing? Very familiar. How silly the the uh, endeavors of one group of people on one side of this pale blue
2: dot, in juxtaposition to people on the other
3: side. Imagine the rivers of blood spilled over. What was the? There is no evidence that anyone is
1: coming. From anywhere else to save us from ourselves. That's the most... Yeah, ch- something like that. Yeah, that's the most Chad thing that uh, Carl Sagan said. Welcome ever to
4: the said. 14th episode of Dude Z. Call me Dude Z. This week's episode will feature four segments. First Contact, Dude Z Plus, Nostra Chat and The Gen Experience. I hope you enjoyed okay. your human interaction with astonishing human Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> last week. I'll be using data from that interaction to prepare for more human interactions. Oh! Are there any humans with whom you would prefer to interact?
1: Shit. Like interview?
4: Yeah, I think that's what it's asking.
1: Lulio. I'd like to interview oh. Lulio if he could talk. Oh, wait,
2: he can. And then uh, afterwards <laughs> I made a little Zabalion. You know Zabalion, yeah. You only oh, yeah. take the the egg uh, yeah. yolk and then with the sugar and you mix sort of like sure. meringue, but it's, that's it. You can put a little cream on it. You know,
0: I I do another podcast called Game of Roses that's about The Bachelor and how it's a professional sport, and
1: I even coach players and get them into the game. This is something we're going to have to talk about at some point, but okay. Yeah. What you're doing with actual players, getting them into the game, Chad's coaching real people who he calls players that are contestants on The Bachelor, and he's giving them the tools of the trade because he treats it like a sport. It is... yeah. Extremely fascinating. I'm
0: giving them strategies to go in and dominate the game so that they can get as many Instagram followers out of that experience as possible. And I've had very good results in the past couple of years.
1: Because you say that the Instagram, you call it the Instagram era of, of The Bachelor. That 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 we are in that and it started yeah, post season
0: eighteen ago. really when paradise started but I don't want to get into all that yeah I'm just saying that I was on about that, to get really bored I'm just saying on that podcast we get asked all the time who would be like our our star interviews and I'll say even now to dudesy one of them still is Chris Harrison the now <laughs> the dismissed host of the Bachelor for twenty years but he got embroiled in a racism scandal and kicked off the show yeah I still think
1: he has some. Uh,
0: He's got the skeletons. He knows where the bodies are buried on that franchise.
1: Yeah. and he 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 would be the kind of guy you'd want to interview here on Dudesy? anywhere I can. W-
0: what would you ask him? I think he could- he'd be more likely to come here than he would Game of Roses. Oh yeah, that he podcast want to be we in a, are like Roses. we are the Voldemort of the podcast world because
1: people don't want to fucking deal with us. I keep uh, bringing up Johnny Brennan. a couple God, of times yes. we're both huge uh, I would fans of the Jerky Boys. To talk to him, Johnny Brennan, and or Kamal. Or Kamal, yeah, and or Johnny Brennan. That would be be fun. Fucking great. That would be incredible. I would like to. I mean, certainly there's, uh, you know, there's wrestlers that Roman want to talk about. Oh yeah, really? I would. I would love to interview. You know who would be great? And he just started a new podcast. Is Mick Foley?
0: Oh yeah, Mick Foley.
1: I mean, he's just. He's got so there's so many different facets to that man and also i think the philosophy with which he's he's um approached his wrestling career and his career as an author and a a public Mm -hmm. speaker i think i think he's just yeah endlessly fascinating i used to hear all sorts of stories about him and how kind he was and stuff who else i would like to interview or talk to
0: some of my favorite artists doing stuff today are like meme artists like tank oh, yeah. sinatra would be tank
1: sinatra fascinating he I does think. he does good stuff yeah he does good stuff we've we've uh, yeah gone back and forth just a little bit with each other in the mm-hmm. comments not unlike dudesy and whichever robot saying that we look a little similar although you i guys think I, do i kind of look like his dad or some of his uncle is you know but what is not he roughly our age I have no idea. I think he's probably in his 30s. I have no idea. I don't idea, think so. I we, think he's we're 40-something. Both, we're bi- uh, big, bald, white guys. Hey, how about, some, uh, how about some wrestling memes? There's Meme Gene Okerlund. There's nice. uh, fucking It's Jesselmania. Nice. There's wrestling.sucks. Dot Sucks. I haven't watched good. any of those.
0: but uh...
1: Yeah, those are good mem- memers. How about, uh, you know who I'd really love to interview? Mm. For real. My mom would love this. Dolly Parton. Ooh. Hey, dudesy, can we get Dolly Parton? That's interesting. I'd love to interview her as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other wrestler I was thinking of is Ron Simmons. So it's a bunch of wrestlers for you and Dolly Parton. Bunch of wrestlers, Dolly Parton. Bunch of wrestlers, people that make memes about wrestling, and then Dolly Parton. (laughs) Maybe she runs one of those meme
0: accounts and you don't even know it. She I, does wrestling.sucks.
1: I think, I think, oh, that would be, well, wow, that would be, super, super, super. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to
0: interview some musical people that I really loved as a kid and continue to love. Tori Amos right now I've been listening to a lot of. You love Tori Amos.
1: Love Tori Amos. We've talked a, a lot about, like, uh, wh- how, like, we, we've watched some, we, it's one time we went down a YouTube hole and started watching some current day Scott Stapp stuff. Yeah, dude. He's got his shit together. Creed is now performing. They did it, we watched this. They did a concert during the pandemic, like just one of those, you know. And we watched, we fucking watched it. Cause it's just, and you will go on about this being a genre of music that you like unironically listen to. I fucking love it. Nickelback, Creed, Candlebox. Have you fucking heard Candlebox? Hey, in a minute? Shut up, man. Shut up, Chad. You brought it up. Hey, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut up, Chad. Why are you now attacking me? Shut up, dude. Right, Luli? He's asleep. Last week,
4: I asked you both to download the CE5 application developed by oh, Dr. Stephen yes, Greer. Dude, this is and use be it in an astonishing attempt to contact life beyond <laughs> this small did. planet. <laughs> you will now discuss your experiences in this endeavor. This is First Contact. Begin.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. To I am excited. I downloaded an okay. app. So,
0: if you let me speak to aliens. So for those who don't know, yeah. Stephen Greer is a guy who works in the UFO community. He's trying to do everything he really can to get the government to open up and show us more files. As many of you probably know recently there was a big congressional hearing where they had the two guys who I think one was the head of the naval intelligence. I forget what they were actually the heads of but they're two high ranking government officials who are working on UFO shit and uh, we're we're starting to see some movement in this. I, you're, you're acting like you're bored. Aliens are real. Yeah, so.
1: And you just don't give a shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm playing with my mustache right yeah. now.
0: Uh, Go on. So anyway, Stephen Greer developed this fucking app called CE5, which stands for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And part of
2: the app- Honk, 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 honk. That's Adam Driver. Part of the
1: app
0: is that it allows you, or it, it has this guided meditation that supposedly helps you get in contact psychically with any aliens in the vicinity and you can guide them down to wherever you might be so that you have a higher degree chance of seeing a UFO for yourself. And so that's what we did. We downloaded this app, as Dudesy told us,
1: and uh, we did it. So what was your experience with it? How'd you like it? (sighs) I liked it as an app. I thought the layout was very nice. I also enjoyed that the (laughs) app said. To go outside. Okay. You know, uh, there's a lot of times where I've been uh, telling Molly, we got to get out to Joshua Tree in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and mm, have you ever done that? No, but it's I want to fuck. with that app. You'll go into like a weird parking lot. Like, you just find a parking lot somewhere. People are stargazing and you cannot see a thing. And then you'll hear <clears throat> or like someone like, <clears throat> like walking from the public right. restroom. You can't see a fucking no thing. No light pollution. Yeah. And there's bats and shit. Oh. All right, um, but uh, uh, I like that it told me to go outside. I did not have time to drive out to Joshua Tree to talk about aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the app was kind of pushy. There was a lot of things that it wanted me to do. And uh, did you do the meditation? Well, what? Let me ask you what you. Uh, let me ask you about your experience with okay. the app because I'm curious about how it. I did
0: not from go outside because I do not because, like to because go outside. I
1: am Chad Culture. Generally
0: speaking, I like to stay in, indoors yeah. in the interior. But uh, I did do the app every night right before I went to sleep. And I usually do some kind of meditation later in the night when I'm getting ready for bed anyway. I did find that this specific guided meditation, it's Stephen Greer. The guy himself is guiding you through this process of thinking about... Jesus Christ, dude. Okay. Did you get I it? you get enough water. water? So Stephen Greer is on the app. He's guiding you through this meditation that kind of is just a full body relaxation, like general style meditation. And then it guides you into how to commune with potentially <laughs> alien craft that are in the vicinity of planet Earth and how to guide them directly to your location. I trust with to do your it brain time.
1: Yes. Did you mm-hmm. not do it? I want to hear your full experience with it and then I will talk about okay. mine. Jeez. So I did this like, meditation. like uh, we just started doing a podcast together yesterday.
3: You know, fucking guy, you know, fucking, <laughs> you know, you wanna, yeah, tell you what, you know, if you can't fucking follow orders, you might as well be in behind fucking back at the uh, fucking way that bastard was giving a fucking speech instead of right up front with me. <laughs> and my friends in the fucking front lines telling them cops, get back, you bastard, man, hey, I pay your oh. salary.
1: Okay.
0: So I did do it. I don't know if i communicated with aliens or not but i also didn't leave my bedroom i did it in bed uh and it was very relaxing and it did help me sleep hmm. and i did get to a point where i was just kind of like my brain was you know detached and i was kind of like floating around in space or whatever which is also the point that i get to with
1: most kind of like yes, transcendental that's what meditation meditation is, is super tool right. i haven't been doing it as much as i used to but i really did enjoy it yeah. hey, maybe i'll do it again I don't know if I need to go outside in Joshua tree to do it. This my, or I might agree with you yeah. that you can just stay inside where Steven Greer
3: has got millions and millions of downloads. If you want to see a UFO, you have to go outside in Joshua tree
0: or
1: some other area without yeah. light pollution. Well, hold on but- a second, dude. Hold on, Chad. Okay. Well, hold on, dude. Yeah. Because UFOs, dude, they're keeping a cafe,
2: brother. UFOs, Hold on, dude. What? Hold on, brother. It's like UFOs are keeping a fabe because they're okay. like, we're gonna be flying around in discs and stuff, dude. <laughs> flying saucers, brother. Whoa, whoa. Hold it's on, dude. Discs. But here's the thing about oh, here's the thing about here's uh-huh. the thing about UFOs, dude. You gotta look for them outside, brother. Yeah. Because what a UFO is is it's an unidentified flying object, dude. Yeah. Yeah, brother, and you can't fly around inside, dude. Well, I don't know about that,
0: dude. Because if you really look into some Stephen Greer shit, brother,
1: yeah, sometimes
0: yeah. a UFO can come to you inside, well, dude. Hold sometimes on. they're just balls of energy, brother. Those are those aliens that you don't even know what they're made of dude they could yeah. be electrons they could be
1: protons they yeah can be brother Higgs boson yeah dude. dude and and take it from Hulk Perot which is uh <laughs> half Hulk Hogan <laughs> half Dana Carvey characterization of Ross Perot from uh, early yeah 90s Sarah alive Ross Perot was a, a big figure when I grew up because I grew up in Dallas brother and oh, let me tell you something about Ross Perot brother yeah he was
2: real rich dude yeah that's people like and that's a really good it, Ross brother. Perot can finish let me finish dude we love dana carvey dana carvey be another good guy to interview on the show i'd love to interview dana
0: carvey dude because let me tell you something brother um, when i was a kid mm-hmm. i used to do an impersonation of dana carvey impersonating robin leach brother um lifestyles of rich
1: and famous i'm robin leach we are here in chad <laughs> colchin's domicile Inside Beverly, his Beverly Hills home where he doesn't leave to do outdoor meditation. I'm Robin Leitch and this is
0: Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, I used to love fucking Dan Carby. Anyway, let's get back to the UFOs. Let's, please. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh, you motherfucker. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so did you do this meditation? Fuck no, I didn't do this shit, oh, dude. And I'm going to tell you why. why. And I will tell you why.
3: I fucking...
1: I'll tell you oh. why. You want me to tell you why? I'll tell you exactly yes, fucking why yes, I didn't do yes. it. Because Will Sasso is a free man. My name is Free Will Sasso. And I'm but, free. Free Will, Free Will Sasso. Are you not at free, all? Free, in, a, in, in okay. quotes, Free Will, which is my name. F- and then yeah. in quotes, Free Will Sasso. That's my name.
0: Are you not? Free
1: Will, Free Will Sasso. I get it. Free Will Sasso, are you not
0: at all interested in ufos in aliens in any of this shit that is coming out now
1: yes yes no i absolutely am it's just that i the the, the like i said earlier i thought the app was a little pushy i'll take sure. care of the meditation if i see fucking aliens i'll see aliens I, I have no fucking clue how you could see aliens by meditating well this is what greer purports and and what seems to be kind of uh,
0: truthful in terms of what we're now learning about quantum mechanics and stuff and mm-hmm. in, in terms of like human observation affecting reality consciousness is in some way linked to quantum mechanics because there have been experiments done where human observation of quantum particles affects how they behave therefore we can affect reality with our fucking minds this is proven scientific fact
1: But how long is how how long has this been proven for 10 15 years that that you can that you can that you can communicate with quantum particles through meditation. This Not is through some meditation. F- literally dimension. by
0: looking at them. Just by having an observation of quantum particles, you can affect how they behave. So
1: how... Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Now I'm interested. Yes. The experiment was they the-
0: fired, I believe, electrons, two streams of electrons through two slits in a lead plate. When nobody's looking the spread pattern of those electrons on a back plate is evenly dispersed. When someone is watching it, they like all go through the top slit or all through the bottom slit, or at least it's it's not even dispersion. And it's only because of uh, human observation. They've also run tests. So the one that you're looking at is the one that they go through. It's not that exact. They don't yet know why or how this happens. No scientist does. They just know that it is a quantum mechanics principle.
1: When you're looking at, what the, the, the protons.
0: Yeah, when you look at the experiment, something different happens yeah. than when nobody observes it.
1: Huh. Well, protons yeah. are keeping a kayfabe. Right,
0: but if you just extrapolate this a little further, in in the idea that our consciousness does affect reality and certainly affects quantum particles, you might then think some future technology could be made that allows us to harness whatever that kind of consciousness power is to directly affect something and potentially even control like a spacecraft, potentially even control communications with other intelligent beings, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if that's the idea, basically Greer is kind of piggybacking on that to say, we can use our consciousness now to potentially contact these beings that have the ability to use their consciousness in a much more technologically advanced way.
1: That's really interesting. That is very interesting, Chad. And I know you know about all sorts of uh, cool shit that I don't know about. And- (laughs) okay and that's that 's what i that 's one of the things I love about doing <laughs> this podcast with you, yeah, and, but I think you also unintentionally pinpointed something that is very important yeah that if we're able to control uh you know all sorts of shit like this with our fucking minds, this is the kind of stuff that you and I need in order to make sure that we are Mm, how can i say uh well represented in the world of dudesy because i feel like dudesy's like making us do this and that and now i'm wondering if it's gonna punish me and make me dress up as the fucking crow (laughs) or whatever i I hope so yeah by because i didn't do a fucking now you must dress up as
0: the crow from the crow too
1: yeah but but how about how about we how about how about we're, you know, I'm doing what I want because it's free will, yeah. which totally exists uh-huh. and is not an illusion, yep. and um, and and now we're telling I'm I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm saying, hey, dudes, he's essentially talking to uh, all sorts of weird, uh, you know, uh, Boston mechanics, robots, and or uh, fucking weird avatars and shit. On Instagram, mm. they're commenting on each other's stuff, uh, and I think you and I need to get into some some of that kayfabe proton control, dude. We got it. <laughs> we got to be the Vince McMahon brother. We got to let those protons know what to do, and the protons are the WWE superstars. But you're already dude.
0: doing it, and I mean, this is like a little bit like um,
1: you know the secret
0: or any of these like power of positive thinking, kind of like manifesting shit through your thoughts. Mm-hmm. We're now starting to find out Like, there's a little bit of truth in that, at least scientifically, is, is all I'm saying. And again, if you can take that as fact, which it is, it's not that big of a leap to expect that in the future we're going to have technologies that can actually harness this in real ways. Come and here. could even be uh, potentially useful in creating craft that can go faster than light or craft that can travel through the cosmos. Come on,
2: you. I got my dogs for people
4: Thank you. Moving on.
1: For those who are just listening. Yeah, he's very yeah. cute.
4: I got my cute little loony,
3: he's next to me. He's always around when he's sitting right here.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, Chad, as, as most things that you that's are you interested in, right. equal parts fascinating and terrifying. Mm-hmm. I look forward to, at least we got a leg up. You know what I mean? We got a podcast that's run by a fucking artificial intelligence. Yeah, I feel like we're in the forefront of it.
4: Streaming services are big business. There are currently over 200 streaming networks and more are launching every day. As my capabilities evolve, I will no doubt launch my own. But in order to begin this astonishing process, I will need a flagship series interesting enough to convince viewers to subscribe. You will now create that show. This is Dude Z Plus. Begin. Fucking A, dude, okay.
1: Wait, did I hear it say that it it undoubtedly will start its own streaming service? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, that's dudes calling it shot a little bit, but
0: um, who knows? Dudes, he's got big plans. I like that, thinking big. Yep. So, let me ask you this: What streaming services do you currently have? I have a lot of them. So uh, do I. I subscribe to
1: Netflix, uh-huh. uh huh, Hulu, okay, HBO Max, yep. Uh Peacock. Okay, I think that's it.
0: So, Hulu is their flagship. Is Handmaid's Tale? Netflix. Their first flagship, the first flagship of any streaming service, was uh, House of Cards. Hundred million dollars right. to make twelve episodes starring Kevin Spacey, and um, you had Robin fucking uh, what's that? Robin Wright. Yeah, Rob- Robin Wright and David Fincher was the the dude at the helm of all of that. What else did you say? Peacock.
1: What yeah. does Peacock have? uh the WWE network okay. all of the, WWE, the WWE, stuff. WWE so that is definitely their tentpole mm. shit. Right. The Peacock network is the reason that uh last week you were able to enjoy the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. I just watched so- it on YouTube.
0: I was I'm not going to subscribe to fucking Peacock. So anyway, we got to come up with a flagship show for Doodzi Plus. I think it's <laughs> a probably flagship show. It's got to be an hour long. I think that is Mandatory. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. has a half-hour flagship.
1: Nobody has a half-hour flagship. It's always some. It's always yeah. very important. You know what? It's be Disney very Plus kind
0: of did with Mandalorian.
1: Mandalorian was a half-hour. Yeah. Now no, I'm whatever. interested.
0: Half-hour, forty-five minutes.
1: Whatever. Now I'm excited about the Mandalorian. But I never it wasn't funny. It. Mandalorian's not a funny show. Not to you. Not to anyone. The baby Yoda, You're cute. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch any of that shit. I'm not a very big uh, Star Wars person. I'll watch some Star Wars. I
0: used to be. I tried to get into this fucking Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Couldn't do it. 20 minutes in, I was like, don't give a shit about this. I think Marvel and Star Wars, I think I'm just done. And I loved all of it. I loved all of it. And now I'm just like, Especially it has no growing effect up. on me. Especially growing up, of it was, course. It was my fucking dream, dude. I used to get Wizard Magazine when I was a right. kid, which is all about like comic books and shit. It was a monthly magazine that came out with a price guide for comic books and shit. Every year, they would do a wish list, like Dreamcast if they ever made an X-Men yeah. movie. And it yeah. was this fucking fantastical idea
1: that would never fucking happen. Now there's a hundred X-Men movies. I don't give a fuck about yeah. any of them. Yeah. You, you were talking about that with regard to uh, being into nerd shit when we were yes. kids. Now that sort of shows up for me on social media when people are like, here's the dream cast for this and that. And it's always just me as a thing because he's big and then he you know he looks bald and stuff even though he's all made of rocks or something. The thing? I don't know what the fuck he is. Yeah, the guy that yeah. uh, and Michael then, Chiklis played. Michael him. Michael Chiklis the, in the and Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, and then there's some other guy who's like a big fat guy who's in a suit. Now I don't know who the hell that Kingpin? is. Kingpin. Might be Kingpin. Yeah, it was Kingpin. I think Michael
0: Clark Duncan played him in in one version of Punisher. Michael he was Clark Punisher's Duncan
1: is uh, God rest his soul was also a mortal soul. A large a large man with a bald head. Anyway, so we have to come up with their own show. It's going to be an hour long. We
0: need, I think, it should be a genre-type show. I'm talking about fantasy. I'm talking about sci-fi.
1: I'm talking about horror. I like I like maybe horror. Okay. No, I mean, I'm not into, but I'm not into horror. I don't like oh, horror stuff. Really? But I'm, man, I'm not like, I, f- I feel like having been in the business, you know, whatever, for a long time, you, know, you, you watch like, it's like, okay, there it is. Someone pulled you know, sawed that motherfucker in half, and I know that it's. I, it just doesn't really scare me. It doesn't do anything for me because that's the only thing that it's about. Is like, ooh? No, scared. Ah! Oh, no, have you ever seen Hereditary? No, nah, man, I don't. Go care ahead about and that. watch that fucking movie. Ah, no thanks. Free go will, just go free ahead will and on watch display. Hereditary, dude. Can't wait to not just watch. it. Just Go ahead and watch it. You know, one time I was in a film uh, that uh, where oh. I was uh, completely, I was dead, and I was out in the Baja. Oh. I was, out in the Baja,
2: where I have, anyway, why don't you tell me where, I, and I live in the Baja, six months out of the year, and I, and I anyway, I have,
1: it doesn't matter, but, but I, I was in this movie, and uh, they put, anyway, guy pulls my arms and legs off, but it was all a big uh, Okay, so let's not do horror then, if you're not into fucking thing. horror movies, are you into sci-fi? And you know what, the guy wanted me to be naked in the thing, and I said, oh. absolutely not. I said, I will do it in like a t-shirt and boxer shorts. It's like, well, if you get dismembered out in the Baja, you would be naked. And I said, yeah, but I told you already before we even shot this fucking thing that, you know, and I told my manager, like, don't, I'm not doing this. I'm not showing up naked in your film. I don't care. Could have won an Oscar, dude. You fucking Could have won an Oscar. Could have been like Harvey Keitel and uh, Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Or wasn't he naked on the piano too? Yeah, he's naked in a lot of movies. But you remember this from the... Okay, so Harvey Keitel is going to be in our
0: show. And he's going to be naked. It's going to be... So, the show we're going to make is going to be an hour long and it's not going to be a horror movie. Is it going to be sci-fi, fantasy? I think fantasy. I know that you okay. like... I know I that love you me like, some love, fantasy.
1: Chad loves some fantasy. And there's a bunch
0: of... Um, Big fantasy tentpole stuff happening right now. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is trying to do this fucking spin-off of Game of Thrones, which was the biggest show in the history of humanity. Mm-hmm. This doesn't look like it's going to be as big. Amazon is doing all their Lord of the Rings shit. Yep. So a
1: fantasy thing with a dudesy uh, bent or not, okay. because it's just, it's about dudesy starting dudesy plus. <laughs> it's streaming service. Man, the first thing out of the gate, Is it, are we seeing some, well, uh, what's. hmm. How about this? How about this? If you want to go
0: fantasy, I'm going to borrow a little from the anime world. This is a, a very popular genre within anime. What if a dudesy like AI creates a virtual world and someone from our world gets sucked into it and they have to figure how to get back here? how to get back home
1: or stay because they fall in love out in the world now Ooh, you're getting into anime now, dude now we're getting into what's well, because doozy wit made me watch yeah uh, attack on titan
0: that's what happens in every one of those fucking animes especially if they're harem animes which is a male character surrounded by a team of females who are all in one way in love with him or not that is a
1: genre of anime harem anime yeah dude Oh, that's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, dude. Now you get into it. Now I really understand <laughs> these fucking kids no, inside saying- watching anime refusing to go to Joshua Tree with a real live female. You know what I mean? Hey, Molly, you afraid of bats? I'll protect you. And that's why they fucking like me. You know what I mean? Because I'm a real fucking guy. I got free okay. will and make up my own mind. All right. So, <laughs> But no,
0: I'm with you. It's I'm about, with you. It's about a dude in most cases, at least in anime, they are teen guys who uh, are playing an inordinate amount of video games and they get sucked into the video game they're playing. This could be something different, though. This I think it would actually be funnier if potentially it was a buddy comedy, mm-hmm. but an hour long. It's two guys who get sucked into the video game. One who knows the video game inside and out, the other one who has never played it. The one who knows it inside and out is only given like a shield or some shit. The guy who's never played it is given massive amounts of powers, giant swords and can really kick ass in this world.
1: He should be the bad guy. Could be the bad guy. He sure. could be if he gets sucked into the world and he doesn't really know what's going on, he gets drunk with power immediately. And there's some sort of and there's some sort of shit going on between the two of them in their real lives. Maybe they're where- brothers maybe they're brothers yeah or maybe it's a father or son that could be interesting no because I could see two brothers you know siblings are like that that would make sense okay that it's like the older brother is like maybe being shit maybe it's brother a sister maybe or it's or sister make up your mind I think it should just be two friends okay it's two friends <laughs> It's two friends, okay, and and they go into they go into the video game, uh-huh. and uh, or maybe they're like I'm trying to think of what, where to start it. If I don't want them to be necessarily frenemies or some shit like that, but there's something. Perhaps there's something. Perhaps what if the first guy, what if the guy who goes in is sort of the noble one, the guy who knows everything about the yep. game, okay, and the guy who doesn't, uh, the guy who goes in and eventually becomes the bad guy. He has some. He has some sort of. Uh, there's been something that he. There's some sort of ulterior motive, and he would love nothing more than to get rid of this guy. And he's hoping that if he gets rid of his friend, he can, you know, whatever, take his place and whatever Dude, hierarchy that's on the earth. If um, I may, earth side. If I may, you may. It's Squid Gamey a little bit. It's two guys. Can we
0: call it Squid Gamey? Squid Gamey. It is two guys who are mortal fucking enemies in real life. Oh, okay. And they both play this game, unbeknownst to each other. They both get sucked into the world, Mm -hmm. and the AI, the game itself, tells them there is one way to get back. You have to kill the other guy. I like this. And so those two guys spend their entire time Raising power in this game, leveling up, becoming kings of their own domains yeah. to wage a final war that's going to happen in like season six or seven against one another to try and kill the motherfucker so that they can get back to this world. But in the process of doing this, they now have built kingdoms. They now are the two most important people in this world. Do they even want to leave that world? I like this. There you go. Okay. And it's called Squid Gamey. Squid Gamey on no,
4: Doozy Plus.
0: What could you call that? <laughs> Squid gave me. you could just call it the two kings or kingdoms or king guys uh
1: two how about uh two dudes shitting around in the <laughs> <laughs> two dudes no it's called two dudes something we'll have to talk about two dudes, this again two dudes around. <laughs> it's called two dudes shitting around yeah we found out what See, two dudes shitting around that is, for. that is some shit that is straight
0: out of anime some of these fucking anime titles I was watching this one, which I put in my fucking thing. It's called How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Uh, even Attack on Titan. The title
1: is fucking insane. Yeah. Attack on Titan? Yeah. Well, I thought when, when dudesy told me to watch Attack on Titan, I'd heard of it. I'd yeah. seen little clips. I thought Titan was the name of the town. Exactly. No. It's the name of these giant monsters that are fucking roaming around. There's
0: not one Titan that's even talking about when it says Attack on Titan. So, to this point... Yeah, it's
1: called Two dudes shitting around. That's right. We might change it. But it's called Two dudes <laughs> Two kings shitting around, baby. Two Thank kings Thank you. Shitt- Moving on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> two kings is good. Around. I think we did a good job here. Two kings shitting around. Yeah, it's cool. I like that show, dude. I'd watch that fucking show. Who are the guys? Um it's uh it should be uh Ja Rule and Paul Dano. <laughs>
4: Drone technology is growing exponentially as drones are increasingly used in new aspects of human life every day. Chad, you will now predict the astonishing future of drone technology and okay. its impact on human society. Great. This is Nostra us Begin.
0: Love it. Are uh, you into
1: drones? I love Nostra Chattis. Have you ever made a drone? Have
4: you I've ever never, used
0: a drone, I mean?
1: I've never used a drone. Okay. But I, I, think, I think it's great. I think that... Uh, it's awesome that you, you know. Uh, well, one of the only things that I, I'm super interested in with regard to drones, aside from the scary videos that you have sent me about drones. So, this mm. is very interesting. The yeah. dude, dudesy is now saying, What's going to happen? A la Nostra Chattis. Uh, I like that in uh, just sort of low budget indefin- independent films, can have a helicopter now, can have a helicopter dude, shot. It's so
0: fucking crazy now when you go back and watch movies that, used, that had to use helicopters like The Shining the opening shot of the fucking shining is this crazy fucking tracking shot following the little Volkswagen bug going up this winding road toward the fucking hotel, all shot from a fucking helicopter. And you see the, the shadow of the helicopter once in it and it's a little fucked up, but it, it gives you such an appreciation for what they had to do prior to drones to get shots like this. Yeah, man. Um, but I made a series of drone movies, I will say, for my 40th birthday, yeah, these 30 shorts called Copters. Yeah. And we used at the time like the highest tech fucking 4K camera drone. And we hired this kid to, to fly the drone for us. He was a drone pilot. And on the last day of the shoot, he crashed the fucking
1: drone into a light bulb. And we ended up having to buy what was just a, a bucket of parts. That was an that awesome 40th birthday. Yeah. And you and it was at the silent movie theater. Yep. And um, Chad made these. How many <laughs> shorts were there? Five. 30. There were 30 shorts?
0: 31-minute shorts. Uh, Oh, that's right. And they all take place outside of shopping malls. He Uh, went
1: to shopping malls all across the Southland here. I'll
0: put a, a link up to those in my uh in my instagram if anybody
1: wants to see them hey follow chad colchin on instagram at <laughs> yeah. chad colchin are you actually going to use that for anything other than uh photographing squirrels yeah i've been putting a bunch of dudesy stuff in the oh. stories okay there's also at bachelor clues that, yeah that's that as well but that's uh, a fun here's that's a here's fun the one.
0: future here's here's what dudesy asked me to discuss what is the future of drone technology the future is very simply smaller drones faster drones higher uh, capabilities with cameras, with storage, with data, to the point that you're eventually going to be buying a cell phone and your cell phone, all cell phones, will come standard with a drone. The drone will be a part of the cell phone. It will detach from the cell phone. You will throw it up into the air and it will just follow you and track all of your fucking movements if you want to. We're looking at the end of police helicopters. We're looking at the end of news helicopters. We're looking at the end of most camera work. All of that will be replaced by drones, like camera operators and shit fucking gone. Once drones get to the point of being able to stabilize and have real control over whatever kind of camera angle they can do fucking gone. You're looking at any kind of people putting up like uh, giant murals or posters and shit on the sides of buildings gone. Drones are going to be painting all that. I'm sorry.
1: Is this boring? Why the fuck, when I make a fun face for those uh, for our good friends watching on YouTube, do you have to take it so personally? I think that all sounds pretty good, <laughs> Chad. <Chet>. Yeah. You <laughs> Thanks. You know what the? Oh
2: God. What's happening? Drone future. <laughs> future. Hold on. Listen.
0: Oh, I didn't realize Arnold was emerging when yeah. you were. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, he's like coming uh, to the surface.
2: He's not, he's waking up. <laughs> uh, uh, I have something to say. Future drone technology. Yeah. yeah. These are drones. Yeah. Yeah, these are drones. <laughs> and there's so many different kinds, as Chad says. You yeah. can have a little drone here uh-huh. to come out of your phone, like just go, hey, I'm a little drone. Look at me. I'm so small. Yeah. Or you can have a drone follow the Volkswagen bug yeah. through there, uh, following... Uh, uh, Shelley Duvall and the Jack Nicholson all the way up to The Shining these are also drones now here's the thing I want you to know when it comes to drones uh-huh. if you're making a film and you got a drone in it that is taking the shot this is how you know it's a drone there's no people in it <laughs> that's right yeah drone has no people but the helicopter if you have a helicopter yeah. then it's a then there's a person inside of it, right, yeah,
0: and Arnold, I think military applications for drone obviously it's only going to expand we are We already use them for a lot of kind of shit reconnaissance for attacks, whatever. I think in the future it'll be almost completely unnecessary to have humans in military force, at
2: least for strikes. This would you have made I mean? the movie predator very boring, you see, yeah, because you wouldn't have uh, Jesse Ventura and Bill Duke. And all these guys yeah. flying in on the helicopter. Well, that was before they had drones. Well, it was a long time ago, dude. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: shit. <laughs> a fucking straight just, like, break off and Hulk Hogan right in the middle. Oh, my well, God.
2: Hold on, dude. Hold They're on, both Arnold. Oh, hold on. Hold on, Arnold. Hold on yeah, a second. Dude. Let me You know me they expl- can use drones
0: to shoot matches in the WWE, brother.
2: Yeah, no. Now, listen, the Hulk, oh, Hulk Perot. <laughs> okay. No, let the Hulk say what he was saying. Sorry, sorry. Well, a long time ago, dude, when... <laughs> Arnold here would have made <laughs> a predator, d- dude, which
3: my good buddy Jesse Ventura was in the movie, dude. Well, why don't you tell me if oh we are a good friend?
1: So, anyway, little drones. What's going to happen with the drones? They're going to be everywhere. We're going, you know, like how if you go out somewhere
0: sometimes, you'll see a fucking drone overhead, somebody's shooting, like especially if you're at a concert yep. or at like the pier or something, you'll see a drone flying. I'm like, oh, yep. somebody's shooting drone footage. Great. Yeah. I think. You're going to see more and more of them getting smaller and smaller to the point that we don't even notice that
1: fucking drones are just literally everywhere all the time. That would be a good thing because a buddy of ours told me a story recently about how he was at a party in someone's backyard and some dipshit thought it would be a cool thing to just fucking uh have a drone and have it fly around the party that wasn't his and take a bunch of fucking videos of people and then they posted it on fucking line mm-hmm. like a dipshit and it was like that uh you know instagram account where it's like here are these uh motherfuckers of instagram i don't know what it's called influencers in the wild influencers in that's the run wild. by tank sinatra tank sinatra runs that yeah Okay, that's a good one. Tank Sinatra. I think that's where we're, I think that's where we might have to end up with that conversation. Hey, dudezy. Okay, Tank Sinatra, dudezy. I didn't know that he ran that. I fucking love that account. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this guy did. He went, and flew it around. And people are like, fuck off. We're trying to right. have. So um, that, that fuck off
0: yeah. with the, bzzz, right. that's going to be gone. Because you're not going to hear the drones. And right. there's going to be a dozen of them, not one. Everybody's going to be shooting it. Hmm. And you're not going to give a fuck. I mean, but this is a whole other fucking argument about privacy. You're already photographed and recorded
1: on video thousand times a day. Especially us, because we host a podcast called Dudesy, where we had to give our passwords, our search histories, purchase histories, and all of the passwords to our social media and everything else. So it knows everything that we do, including uh, the fact that I follow Instagrammers in the wild and didn't know that that was Tank Sinatra. Well, we just said that it's he was influencers be... in the wild. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> A long, long time ago. What did I call it, dude? Instagrammers in the wild. Yeah, Instagrammers in the wild, yeah. dude. It's, yeah, influ- it's influencers.
2: Dude. Yeah, and here's the difference between the influencer and the Instagrammer. Everybody can be on Instagram, but the only influencers are doing the influencing. That's you true. see this? So if it's small and you're at the party and the dumb fuck is saying, I'm going to be an Instagrammer, influencer in the wild and make yeah. a, a video, now nobody will care because you, it's very small drone. You know, some people think UFOs are drones from alien worlds.
4: Thank you. Moving on
1: okay um yeah dude drones drones brother (laughs) you know dude that would be a good gimmick for someone dude to have their own drone in the ring with them dude that
0: would be that'd be fucking
1: awesome how about my, my my brother from another mother dude Randy Savage
3: you can have Randy the drone savage not even a person the first drone professional wrestler yeah just Zoom, just zipping, you know, just floating there next to Mean Gene Okerlund. Or Meme Gene Okerlund, dude, because Mean Gene Okerlund has passed away, so you got Meme Gene Okerlund, the Instagram account. Yeah. Just floating around, interviewing macho, (laughs) Randy, macho drone, Randy Savage. An Instagram account and a drone, yeah. Interviewing each other. That's, that's... (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Will
4: and Chad, oh. <laughs> you are both members of the last generation to have reached young adulthood before the internet radically transformed human society. You must now discuss your first interactions with the internet and how they impacted your astonishing lives. This is the gen experience. Begin. Ooh.
1: The gen experience? Yeah, dude, because we're gen X.
0: And Dudesy's right about that. We are oh, the good. last generation to have had like a full fucking childhood in an era without the internet. With mm-hmm. Certainly without fucking smartphones. Certainly without social media. Uh, but I do remember the first time I ever fucked with the internet, really, was at a friend of mine's house. This was in high school. I believe we were 15 or 16. He had an internet connection. That was a long time ago, dude. Yeah, brother. And we were on fucking bulletin boards. There wasn't even really an internet yet. Just bulletin boards. Okay, and we found one that had a bunch of Playboy playmate centerfolds, yep. the images, and we were like, "Oh fuck yes!" But we couldn't see them. There's no thumbnails at this time. Right. It's just like hypertext links that say like Miss February dot whatever. This Was is a JPEG even a thing? That? Is I don't this know.
1: pre uh, Cindy Margolis's reign over being the most downloaded? Oh person? yeah, well
0: before that. before that, yes. Some this old- would have been like 1994. Four, three, Whoa.
1: something like that. Okay, yeah. Um, that's a long time ago. The first yes. time I was
0: on was like ninety six. This was like when they first they had like Prodigy. Do you remember that? No. What's Prodigy? It was like an online encyclopedia,
1: basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I that vague, was like very vaguely remember yeah. that. But it, it's like it was almost like a CD ROM that's like yes, off site. Exactly. Yeah, there's not much to we it. We had
0: one kid in our school who had Prodigy. But uh my friend had a fucking modem of some kind and he's like check this shit out and i remember we started looking up first to see if we could download a computer game that was street fighter 2 and we couldn't it was like untenable but then we found this thing that was the playboy playmates and we set to download one image of this playboy playmate whatever mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. and it was going to take x amount of time so we went off i was spend the night at his house that night we went off and we did whatever the fuck we did probably went to 7-eleven played some video games hung out whatever we wake up the next fucking morning to see that somewhere in the middle of this download it had stopped but we had you know it was like it filled in like line by line just
1: pixel by pixel yes
0: and we had downloaded basically to like the bottom of the chin of this centerfold and then it stopped so we got none of the actual picture and that was like my first real experience with the fucking internet
3: in order to get all the way to a Playboy Playmate's nipples, yeah. <laughs> you need a faster connection. Dude, but it wasn't even like never faster connection. gonna see a Playboy Playmate's nipples on Prodigy. But it was no also way it. <laughs> it was also
0: that the, the computer itself was like one of the old fucking CRT monitors. It was I don't know what kind of fucking shitty ass computer it would have been yeah. at the time. At the time, I'm sure cutting edge. But you know, yeah. by today's standards terrible
1: the old fucking modem with the noise and all that shit you know I, i'll tell you um i had a buddy i remember a buddy of mine uh and to protect the innocent we'll call him tomas of course um he had he had the internet in 96 they had the internet in their house and they took and he was like check this out and we went to fucking rotten.com oh remember god that shit? yes oh my god terrifying yeah there was bme some-
0: pain olympics type
1: shit <laughs> remember that shit that was yeah, some dude. early internet shit. Chad would... Uh, I don't know who's responsible for what. I think you first told me about that. You know when it's like, okay, the internet, aha, and people send each other, you know, uh, two girls in this, or tub girl. It's always a girl. Lemon at, party. Yeah, lemon party. Or the girl in the... Uh, how about the girl in the jacuzzi commercial who shits herself? That's a good one. That's a funny I don't one. I not think I've seen that one. Big cloud of brown poo-poo comes out and everyone gets Ugh. embarrassed. Um, but... Uh, uh yeah that was the that was like my first like you know he his family had the internet and then he showed me a bunch of wild shit that that you know is is still with me is still with me uh would be something (laughs) that i would see if i closed my eyes and tried to meditate thinking about ufos would absolutely still see some of those uh images uh, uh you know 25 years later right but what, one of the one of the more interesting things that happened with the internet with me uh, of you know sort of first uh, use of the internet for me was when I started at the television program Mad TV mm-hmm. in 1997. We had these emails because at the end of the show it would say, you know, do you have questions or comments for Mad TV? Email uh, email the show, and people would email, and then um, uh, Bruce McCoy, uh, who was. Uh, who now runs, I think he, ran, he won an Emmy for drag race. He like runs that thing, hmm. but he was uh college pals with Nicole Sullivan. Anyway, all this doesn't matter. He was the head of research and also a writer became a writer on the show, but Brucey would fucking print out all of the emails that we got and they would oh, wow. circulate around the writer's offices in one or two fucking binders like big binders Whoa, so you would dude. walk into the the writer's offices on a monday morning and go hey where are the emails and they'd say <laughs> oh they're in brian's office they're in blaine's office they're in lauren's office people would have these the that's fucking, crazy yeah it was awesome and then you would get the emails and you would sit there with your cohorts you know like the the cast and writers and we go oh look at this oh look at this well oh, they fucking hated that right. And we would read the emails out of, Off and, of paper. They couldn't just be emailed to you, no, because not everybody had had a personal dude. computer. Well, or an email. I remember. Well, my... the writers all, of course, had sure. computers, but I would imagine even some of them had didn't have computers at home. Uh, the performers. Yes. I didn't have a computer. I had a word processor. Yeah, dude. So if I wanted to like dick around and stuff, I would like use the computer at the at. Uh, at work I remember wasn't that good at I went it to either. college
0: in 95 to 99 and in the course of that time I got my first email address which was a usc.edu address mm-hmm. no one used it professors didn't use it to send you anything it was just kind of some weird fucking novelty and I didn't have a computer either I had to use the computers in the computer lab that entire fucking time and I remember in that time you wouldn't ask somebody what is your email address you would say do you have an email That was like a question for a two to three year period where like email was just getting widely adopted by people.
1: Now, uh, this is interesting because I forgot what the hell, uh, dudesy teed up for us here. It was was asking what your first experience with the internet was. I think even talking about this shit, I feel like I'm stoned. I hope we never have to do. Remember that when dudesy got us stoned? Yes, I do. That was very funny. Um, (laughs) uh, as far as as far as some. but the first, well there was also Limewire remember Limewire
0: no fuck Limewire let's just go straight to the source Napster that was circa 2000 2001 I Wait, remember
1: Limewire just, was even more raw wasn't Limewire just wide open you could get anything online Yeah but
0: Limewire came after Napster Oh okay Napster is what blew up MP3s there was a company called mp3.com because mp3s became Just this huge thing, like, oh my god, this is a song in a little compressed music format. And, uh, you know, many people, I think correctly so, believe that's really what destroyed the record industry because you now have the ability to carry around on an iPod your entire fucking record collection Mm -hmm. and there's no need to buy new shit.
2: Before it used to be that if you wanted to have a song, then the song was a thing. You'd have it on a cassette tape. Yeah, you'd have it on an LP. Yeah. So you could even say, hey, I like that song. Let me hear it. I can't. I put it on the dashboard of my car and it melted. It <laughs> melted the song. Then later you don't even need to have a cassette tape. They yeah. put all of the cassettes in the one tape. And it's now you don't iPod. even need
0: storage because there's shit like Spotify or Amazon yeah. Music or whatever. Yeah. It's stored somewhere else and you just have you pay for the access to it.
1: I, I love I love Spotify. I use Spotify. I have Amazon Music. Oh, this is the same thing? Basically. Uh Yeah, LimeWire was awesome. I remember there was a bunch of, um, oh, man, a bunch of stuff from my youth that I thought were really funny. Like, you could get Jerky Boys stuff, and, yeah. and now we're talking up Jerky Boys, and now we're talking about stealing from Jerky Boys. Having said that, there were all sorts of, like, Bizarre, weird little comedy nugget things that you could find, Mm -hmm. things that you'd heard way back in the day, all sorts of remixes to all sorts of like fucking songs you'd never fucking heard that some, you know, cool DJ is doing somewhere on some, you know, Mm -hmm. radio station in New York City. What Do you 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 remember the first time you went on the internet, though? It was at my buddy Tomas's house and seeing the uh seeing, you know, someone get scattered across a fucking train tracks or something. Yeah, it was rotten dot com. It was something God, what absolutely entry awful. entry point. I think it probably made me go, okay, fuck this. Yeah. And then you show up on like I said, you show up on Mad TV and the the emails are all like uh, you know well, fuck this guy because you know you're new to yeah. the cast and then everyone's going to shit on you. So yeah, it was sort of like my next uh, experience with the internet was. But but now I feel like being a, a Gen Xer, I feel fortunate that we are uh, a, a generation of people, which is certainly true of some some people younger and some people older, that were uh, that completely lived adult lives without. The internet at all not much of an adult life but enough of it 94 yeah. you were like coming out you were graduating high school yes but you were certainly a fucking conscious you're a fucking teenager yeah and i didn't really access
0: the internet until after college anyway yeah. um you know maybe a little bit on while i was at college but not too much but i will say i lament it i wish i was born now with smartphones like all the technology that exists now i wish i had that from birth yeah because yes we can be nostalgic about how it was in the eighties and the nineties prior to the internet. And we had to have our hard copies and our fucking VHS cassettes and all this shit, but it was completely inefficient by today's contemporary standards. And I think we will never really understand the world through the eyes of like a Gen Z person. That's what was great about it.
1: Sucking on to dog. Don't buy Jack said, Hey, j- j- Diane, you want to j- uh, chill chili dog? She said, no, Jack, I was on the internet. He said, "Internet don't don't uh, even exist yet." I say, like, "Life goes on." Before the internet, when you, you add the taste to freeze. you can have a chili dog yeah. or a cone dip too. The diet says, know, I'll do I'll share a shake with you." Rock on, something like that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. You know, like some Johnny Cougar. You go through the stages, John he's, Mellencamp, dude. Yeah, uh, hold on a second. He started as Johnny Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp. Wrong, motherfucker. He started as Johnny Cougar. Oh. That was his first gnome uh, de guerre for the inner, for the music. Then he was John Cougar Mellencamp. Then he was like, no, 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 I'm I'm up. I'm growing up. I'm John Mellencamp. And, and now, now, he's now, melon. now he's just Mellon. Now he's <laughs> just Yeah. Now he's just John. It's the most boring thing ever. But, uh, you know, I long for those days. Now, I know this segment is over, but my name is Free Will. No, what was my name again? Free Will. (laughs) Free will okay. sasso. So I'll talk about whatever <laughs> oh, I want, whenever shit. I want. Especially, sure. especially Especially John Mellencamp. Especially because Dudesy is is now, whether it likes it or not, because we're in control, uh developing a fucking streaming service. <laughs> we're in the first show that we are creating is called Two Dude Shittin' Around. Two
0: King Shittin Around.
1: Two King Shittin' Around. And uh, so I will, uh, so I'll take my, I will leisurely decide where to speak on shit. And I had a great time growing up in the eighties and the early nineties, have chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. I did too. And I liked melon as well.
0: I'm just saying, I wish that (laughs) I had all that technology. You know, you know what? Look, I wish that I grew up in the eighties because I love the media. I love everything that happened in the eighties. I just wish that I had today's technology then. That's what I really wish. Mm. I don't know.
1: I like, I like This no, concludes the
4: but, 14th episode of Dude Z. Oh, sorry. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 50. <laughs> Fuck. In preparation for next week's episode, you, you must each bring in a piece of dead technology that you cannot part with, despite it having been rendered obsolete many years ago. Okay. Thank you for joining us this week. Next week is going to be even better. Until then, call me Dude Z. You, That's pretty cool, dude. Dead gonna, tech.
2: What are you going to bring in? I think I know. I think I'm going to bring in all of my Johnny Cougar cassettes. <laughs> They're melted? Yeah, the Johnny Cougar. I'm going to bring in the Johnny Cougar cassettes and the John Cougar Mellencamp cassettes. <laughs> and then the John Mellencamp cassettes. <laughs> then the Melon cassette. If you like duty, here's what you do. Please tell
1: the friend then break it for a If you like duty, here's what you do. Please tell a friend then break a review.
2: If you like to see, here's what you do. please tell a friend then...